I see in your eyes the same fear that would take the heart of me. A day may come when the courage of man fails. When we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship. But it is not this day. Whatever happens, stay with me. This day, we fight! All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. We shall see the Shire again. You gave away hey y'all, we're back. Shire. Three months later, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King Part 2. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm glad we finally made it. Crazy. It's bittersweet. It is Parting is such sweet, sweet sorrow. Yes. As boys to men so elegantly put. Wow, the fact that you knew who said that. That's amazing. Boys to men said that? Boys to men sang the song that started the podcast. Oh, I thought thought Shakespeare said parting is such sweet sorrow. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Maybe he did. (laughs) I have no idea. <laughs> I will say I will never wait three months between watching one yeah. half of Return of the King and the other. Again, okay. I think life just happens, too. And yeah. if you're listening and life has happened for you, we want to hear about it. Like, yeah. we like hearing about our listeners. So, mm-hmm. Other than that, so much life has happened. Melissa, you bought a home. Yep. How has that process been? It's been a long process. We spent, like, a month renovating Right. And painting and, like, doing all the stuff. And we still don't have, like, a bathroom <laughs> to shower in yet. But. Wait, how do you shower? Uh, well, we still have our apartment until, like, You're kidding. next week. Hmm. So, like, while I go back to go clean it before the checkout, I just keep showering You're there. kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so funny. Because I'm like, I'm not going a week without a shower. No, man. Definitely no not. way. No you don't want to know what that's like. A few minutes. Yeah, the away. in-laws live close. Yeah, yeah, we could just go over to the in-laws' house and right. take a shower. Who but... wants to shower at your in-laws? I am happy to transition us back into Middle Earth. Um, we're so glad that you joined us, that you, wherever you are in the world, <clears throat> sat down, pulled out your phone, your laptop, and decided to listen to us this morning, this afternoon, this evening, wherever you are. We're super happy that you did, and we... Love these movies and love that you found us. And we read those reviews and we also like read our messages. So mm-hmm. please reach out. We love to know who you are and where you are in life. Yeah, we're all in this together. Crazy time, crazy world right now. But it's stories like this that help us get through tough times. And we're so glad that you're here. that Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli are driven from the caves by the Cascade of Skulls and they barely escape. As they exit the caves, they arrive at the river and see the army of black ships. 
As they watch the ships go into Gondor, Aragorn falls to his knees, believing all hope for Gondor to be lost and that they have failed. Just then, the King of the Dead suddenly appears from inside the mountain and agrees to join Aragorn in battle. That's the first plot that we see. Second plot, Frodo is now alone with Gollum. Gollum's taking him into the Shelob's cave. And Sam is walking down the stairs and he's being sent home. And the thought that I had as I was watching this time around is like, what do you guys think Sam's thoughts are as he's walking down these stairs? Like, does he genuinely think he's going to walk home? And I can't recall what the book says about that part, but yeah, I mean, I, I can only imagine he just feels like his life is over. And that betrayal, you know, especially with how um, faithful Sam is, yeah. that's got to probably be the worst feeling in the entire world. Maybe he's thinking he's going to go find the other people hmm. in the group. But I mean, like, he doesn't even know where they are, so... Or where he is, possibly. Right. But Sean Astin does such a good job of, uh, I feel like, portraying the sadness and the crying. Mm. And I feel like when you're in that state, all you want to do is just get as far away from the pain as possible. Yeah. To just keep moving. I think that the finale of Lord of the Rings has to be epic and there's so much input happening at once that you have to be present in paying attention to each mm -hmm. little thing that happens so every little thing builds on the other and if you let it bother you it can bother you the beauty of of the story can um you can see yourself there with them it's something that Tolkien does, is it makes you a part of the story somehow. Mm. I don't know why, mm. but I felt like I was there with them in the battle. Mm-hmm. And when Sam leaves Frodo? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, Sam is pissed because he finds the elven bread at the bottom of the stairs, so he knows that Gollum set him up and tricked him. So, ultimately, we see him return to Frodo and save Frodo when Shelob, like, had him in her webs and he ultimately saved him. Um, that's a little bit later, but we do jump back to Mary and Eowyn. Their plot is kind of unfolding as they're in secret riding with the Rohirian army to go and overtake Gondor and fight for right. Middle Earth. And I think if you haven't seen the extended edition of Return of the King, you absolutely should because there's a killer scene where Mary gives an awesome monologue. Mm -hmm. What what is it? Well, they were t they were breaking for lunch or whatever on their ride to Minas Tirith or Minas Tirith mm -hmm. to um. They were breaking for their lunch, and Mary and and um, Eowyn were talking about how scared they were and courage and fear. And Mary was just saying, like, I just want to do this for my friends, right? It was this huge, long monologue. It was just really good. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you miss a lot of that when you don't see the extended. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maya and I were talking that, and Melissa, we were talking about that at dinner, like, the idea that fighting for Middle Earth was probably too big of a pill to swallow. So Mary kind of switches gears where it's less of, like, prideful fighting and like honor to my country which most battle heroes are portrayed and it's more of like I'm just going to fight for my friends and I hope that that's enough and Eowyn has a really lovely like callback to that when they're lined up to go storm 
Mm. Minas Tirith. Courage, Mary. Courage for our friends. Such a simple callback to mm -hmm. what would really be motivating to him. And that's not the honor of Middle-earth. It's yeah. the Shire. It's his friends who have been split. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That ties back to our lives and that you either make the choice of changing the world or just mm. changing your friends and being not changing your friends but but impacting and yeah. and loving the people closest to mm -hmm. you your immediate world yeah meanwhile gandalf um is with the men of gondor um he is guarding the main gates and denethor in his extreme moment of madness he goes to the tomb of the stewards intending to burn himself oh along, my gosh along with faramir caught that he actually wanted to burn alive. himself I thought he was just doing it as like a ritual, but no, it makes total sense. He wanted yeah. to burn himself along like, with him. End the line. Mm. Why is it that I hate Denethor I hate more him. than Saruman or hmm. Sauron himself? Because Saruman's not real. Like, he's real, but he's just Saruman. an eye. He's just a mouth. He's just a ring. Denethor is the actualization of corruption, and he's a person that's tangible. Yeah. And he's on the good side, technically. And they just made him so look look so disgusting. Yeah, Melissa, I'm last night you were saying you were disgusted by Ugly. him. What about him made you re feel repulsive? Well, I think it's just like his countenance and just him as a person, like his character choices. I I don't know if I can point like a single thing out, but just the way that he held himself himself in like um mm -hmm. his responses and like I think as an actor like he made like really bold choices of mm -hmm. like he he was just so raw in the way that he portrayed his character that he wasn't trying to hide like and like pretend to be this prestigious man who really is like struggling and like makes bad decisions it's almost as if like his his shame and pride had corrupted him and it was like so blatant I, I don't know, you were saying, like, why Why does he, like, want to kill himself, too? As an actor, like, it'd be hard to just, like, be like, oh, I'm going to end the line, and, like, that's my motivation mm -hmm. in this. Like, I wonder if it was something more personal where it's, like, his son represented a part of him. Or maybe, like, because his son, like, he, he's this really, like, righteous man, you know? Like, he, he does the right thing, and, like... He he keeps on loving his dad in a way, even though his dad like does not show that love in return and is always rejecting him. And it's like you better you you'd be better off if you died, like rather than mm -hmm. the other son. And maybe it's like his son reminded him of like that grace that maybe he didn't think he deserved. That's true. Like parents putting their identity in, in who their son is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So without Boromir, and then like without Faramir's the lesser. Mm -hmm. then there's no purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hate him. Still hate him. He had the opportunity to see that his son was alive. Like, mm -hmm. he didn't even check. Mm -hmm. Like, he's <laughs> he just like... check for a pulse. He's like, nope, he's dead. I know yeah. it. Like, I know he's yeah. dead. Like, And I always was under the impression that maybe it's because when Boromir died, he's like, well, that's it. We're screwed. So that when Faramir was dead, he's like, let's just wrap this up. I was kind of already over this. Uh, like, so if I off. can just wipe us both out let's just be done with it 
What yeah. a horrible way to kill yourself, though. One of my favorite lines, this is going back like two scenes, but when Sam finally meets up with Frodo and he's paralyzed in the spider's web and Sam says, don't go where I can't follow. And yeah, I just, I think that really sums up Sam's loyalty that he mm-hmm. really would go just about anywhere with Frodo. That actually rips my heart mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. When you think of even the ending of the movie. I feel like filming those scenes must have just been so heavy. Don't go where I can't follow is is the epitome of who Sam is. Another question that I was thinking of, why does Gandalf care so much about Faramir being burned? Probably just hates Denethor, let's be honest. Everyone does. It's like the substitute teacher. When the full-time teacher comes back, they're like, all right, I'm ready to have my classroom back. And the sub's like, no, it's mine. And it's like, <laughs> but you're a sub. Yeah. <laughs> like, your job is to literally just take attendance. <laughs> yeah. The bare minimum. <laughs> and he's like, I'm changing everything. <laughs> but I also just have the scene where Faramir in the, the part one, where Faramir connects with Pippin in mm. and they're in the oh, castle so and Pippin is just like it's almost like Pippin sees Faramir like you are actually such a noble mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like like almost like Pippin could idolize Faramir for yeah. for his nobility and power are you talking about the extended edition scene in two towers oh is it two towers oh, oh I, don't, I don't I don't know um Faramir gives Pippin his old arm. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Faramir is the best. Basically, what happens following is just, this is the battle of Middle-earth. I do have to say that I am glad that they cut out all of the extended edition scenes in the battle scenes. One in particular, I'm glad that they cut out the one with Gandalf and the Witch King. Do you remember when the Witch King comes down on the Nazgul? Yes. And they kind of have that showdown? Yeah. I am so glad that they didn't keep that because that would have really taken away and did take away from the momentum and climax that we get to see with Eowyn because in several previous scenes we see King Theoden commanding her to take leadership over the people of Rohan if something were to happen to him and she promises to do that and it sort of would have felt like a promise she wouldn't have been able to keep if we hadn't seen her kind of step into that role of fighting to stand up to the Witch King and and be the one to kill him. I've only really ever seen the extended editions. Obviously that iconic scene when all the horses line up. Oh, it's so good. appreciated the moment for Theoden because obviously we know what happens to him in this battle but he didn't want to even go to this battle yeah got his pennies in a rut yeah what's that saying pennies in the twist I love that like they play the Rohan theme it's like yes ooh, it's so impactful it's like so goosebumpy but the second that they crash into the bodies the music goes away right away and I think that that was such a smart choice because it's commenting on the fact that like yeah war is epic and amazing and adventurous but like it's really gruesome and personal and like it sounds gross as an eight-year-old i was like you don't know what cgi is when you're eight years old no way you're like what just happened 
Like, they just killed those horses. But also, listening, watching those scenes, too, and I don't remember who pointed it out, but there was this contrast between orange and a cold, cold gray. And Mm. when you're just looking at the colors of those scenes, there's a very consistent contrast in the battle scenes and with Frodo and Sam. Mm. Frodo and Sam, there's these moments where the sun is shining and the cold gray rock, and then when the horses all line up, there's like this this like bright warm sunshine and this cold gray around the the ground and the horses. The antithesis between good and bad in yeah. basically any movie is that the good have something to fight for and the bad just don't. What are we holding on to, Sam? There's some good in this world, Mr. Furl. And it's worth fighting for. Frodo's body has been taken by orcs, and they're now up in this tower, and Sam follows and eventually finds Frodo, gets him back. Sam took the ring um, while Frodo had gotten taken. Frodo gets really upset about that, that the ring was taken away from him for a bit. We really start... Again, just like kind of another nail on the coffin that Frodo is turning and they need to destroy it like literally ASAP. But the orcs have like this very college frat boy kind of fight where it's like, you (laughs) touched me and they like all like go to town. Hey, you pushed me. Sometimes some of the orcs are like, they're obviously so ugly, but some of them look more doofier than others. Yeah. To where like that one. Yeah. Where he was like, yeah, he started the fight and you're just kind of like, I can't even take you seriously, dude. You're like an ugly (laughs) Could you imagine, like, being, like, one of the, your friends gets, like, the cool, like, ab, like, (laughs) muscle or body, and you literally look like Pinocchio. And they turn you around in the makeup chair, and they're like, all right, you ready? And he's like, "Uh." he just takes selfies all the time. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Gandalf is giving Pippin this really amazing moment. White shores. And beyond. Far green country, and a swift sunrise. Well, that isn't so bad. I wrote down that question. I was like, did Gandalf get to see that when he died as Gandalf the Grey? I'm convinced And of then it. he came to life again as Gandalf the White. But I'm did convinced. he get to experience all- Yeah, it would I'm make convinced. sense. He talked about it. Because he says that monologue to Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli in Two Tires where he's like, I died and then I was sent back because I had a job to do. You need those quiet moments to make the war contrast. Yeah, wow. to catch your breath. I can't watch 20 minutes of straight battling. So those moments really bring you back down to, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Could you imagine what it would feel like if, like, the guy in charge is like, let me tell you about death, and you're like, wait, I thought you were in charge. And he's, like, getting you ready for maybe dying. You'd be like, right. oh. I oh, also really appreciated um, how tired they make Gandalf look in these mm-hmm. scenes, he too. Looks Red so under his eyes. I mean, he's been fighting for, like, probably, what, two days now. We hmm. do finally get to that scene with Aowen. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I love Eowyn 
even though I sense that the actress sometimes felt a little too emotional sometimes or too I think so like, wishy-washy am I crazy for feeling no, that way no you're not cause in the book she's like just like hardcore she's like Wonder Woman herself yeah, yeah. But the movie has her as a little bit more, like, fragile. Sensitive. Sensitive. I think that Eowyn is the human female. So it's like, Arwen is the elf, and you have to compare the two, because their names are so similar. So how can you not compare them? And they're the only two women in the movie. They are. Mm -hmm. You know? I agree, because she says that line, you know, when Theoden's down from the Nazgul, Mm -hmm. she says that line of, like, I'm gonna kill you. And you're like... You've got no shot, girl, but you're right. like, yeah. I love it so much because you can just see she truly means it. She kind of brings more of the uh, sense of, like, we've got each other's backs here. Yes. Whereas it's never quite said outright from everybody else. It's kind of implied, like Liz and Gimli and Aragorn and everything. But That yeah. makes me think about I wrote a few notes about, because that leads right into when he talks. I, oh, I caught this line for the first time last night. He said, I... I go to my fathers, in whom, whose mighty company I shall not now feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. I caught that line for the first time, and I thought it was so good because it's basically like he's going to go to heaven and he's going to be with his ancestors or whatever, and he doesn't have to feel like he'll be ashamed because he knew he like fought the good fight, and before, especially in the second movie, he didn't want to help, and you know he finally came to this conclusion like, no, we're men and we're going to help each other. The concept of death, then having to answer for your life, there's a lot of shame wrapped up in what I've done, but the fact that he will walk in the hall of his fathers and be like, I've, yeah, I feel no shame. I thought it was interesting after a battle they scour the lands to see who's living and who's dead mm-hmm. and Aomer gives the heaviest scream for Arwen it's just kind of like you could take it and just be insecure about watching this and make jokes or you can see the vulnerability true like you have a choice from this point onward in the movies that it's I don't know if it's Peter Jackson or the actors or who made those choices but suddenly there's now these uncomfortable choices that are being made I wonder how long how many days was it between ending the battle hmm. at Minas Tirith and then deciding to ride to the Black Gate so I can't imagine it's very long but they do have new clothes on and they look like they took a shower so <laughs> <laughs> so how long However long it took to do that. <laughs> um, I do want to ask. They Got his hair pulled back. Right. Like half pony. I'm not mad like, about the damn. half pony. No, out. me neither. You oh. look like a king dude. Not oh. mad. King dude. <laughs> nope. Not mad. <laughs> um, Aragorn has this scene with the um, scepter or the ball. It had a fancy name. We just started calling it the right? ball. Um, yeah. it, it takes all the power away from the scene when we call it that, but... He pulls out the reforged sword of a sealed door and says, like, I'm coming for you, like, look out. And he's basically saying that as a means to move the eye away from where Sam and Frodo might be. They cut out that Mouth of Sauron scene for the theatrical version. How do you guys feel like the rest of the theatrical movie changed by them not knowing whether or not Frodo was alive? Because in the extended edition version, 
They think he's dead. Except for Aragorn says, I don't believe it. But it almost changes the entire reasoning behind this battle scene. If they think he's dead, then this is almost like this rough and reckless, like, well, we're going to die anyway kind of thing. But in the theatrical one, they're fighting with, like, complete blind faith. Like, he could still be out there, which totally changes the stakes. Mm. So which ones do you guys prefer? I think I'm not crazy about the mouth of Sauron. I just feel like it's a little ridiculous. It's just gross. But the context of it, it provides a lot to think about. Yeah. And I really personally like the scene where Aragorn's just like, I don't believe it. We have to give it a shot because we've come this far. Mm-hmm. Chop his head off. Mm-hmm. Right. That's I ju- my thought. I just think it's interesting. Yeah, it's right. like it just You're changes so right. the whole meaning of for Frodo. Because True. if Aragorn is saying, if Aragorn is saying for Frodo, like in his honor versus for Frodo buying that guy time mm. or for Frodo, like whatever it takes, just get him to that mountain. There was also this moment where there was like this, the eerie music starts playing when Aragorn is standing before the army, you know, giving the pep talk mm-hmm. and there's this eerie music happens and the Sauron is like tempting Aragorn mm. and yes. like there's like a dark evil moment and everybody's like, oh, crap, there's mm-hmm. this pause. Did Aragorn listen to the evil king? And it was Aragorn kind of, like, fulfilling Isildur's legacy. Mm-hmm. It was like, is he going to be weak like man? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden Aragorn goes, like, charge! Or I don't know what Aragorn said, but it was something like, go. let's go! And everybody's like, go! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was such a cool moment of, like, no, man is not weak. By saying for Frodo, it was like, here's to the idea that we still might win this. Anyway. <laughs> here's to faith. Frodo's hope. That's literally what he's saying. Here's to hoping. And it's just like this cinematic masterpiece of Sam and Frodo going up this mountain. Frodo is absolutely at his wit's end. He cannot move. Sam looks at him. He gives him this line, I can't carry it, but I can carry you. I learned yeah. it took him two hours to film that. I kind of want to try like... carrying somebody. Does anyone want to volunteer? No. Gollum comes back. Gollum oh, got up chucked off a cliff fighting with yeah. Frodo previously. How did that happen? And there's this brief moment of bliss where you're like, great, that slime bastard is gone. And then he's Fine. like, <laughs> but it's this yeah, terrifying it's moment where like Smeagol and Gollum are the same. And his finger. Uh, but like... Frodo didn't drop it. Like, he Mm-mm. fell. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like Frodo was like, I release you. Like, he's that's like true. trying I never to do the right thing. So it was that. Gollum who destroyed the ring. Well. Is that what Not intentional. Are no, we going to give Gollum credit for no. destroying the ring? No. No, are we going to give him credit. that Neither full present? It was an accident that that ring fell into the volcano. Yeah, but could you argue that, like, without Gollum, it wouldn't have happened? I mean, for sure. I know yeah, we hate I mean, Gollum, but like, I mean, Sam might have done something. Right. Largely in this scene, what it spoke to me is like, you should probably destroy your idols before they destroy you. Pokemon Go. Is that a thing? Most, it's still a thing. You're kidding. I was in Orlando last week, <gasps> and kids were in line. It's making a comeback. Still playing Pokemon Go, in wow. in Universal Studios. Oh my frick. I kind of wish that there had been a moment of Frodo staring at the eye. Mm. Like, I wish there had been a moment where Frodo was like, I see you, and I'm destroying you. I always feel like Frodo's lines get delivered. No, no, no. Get edited in slow-mo. Like, true. it's done. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, like, all of his lines are delivered slow-mo, but it's almost like the editor of this movie was like, let's slow down Elijah Wood's lines. Yeah. 
But Gandalf. It's like a, a, it's like a child. He sees his father. And I he's know. Like it is sweet, but it's also easy to make fun of. Also, also because like, he saw Gandalf die in Fellowship of the Ring, and he didn't get the benefit of Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli seeing him. Oh, oh wait, yeah. Wait, Erica. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. I just right. want to. I have to say the elephant in the room. There's no way Frodo and Sam would have survived that close Mm-mm. to lava. But now that we've addressed it, we can let it go, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the only thing that they think about is like, hey, do you remember the Shire? Like, we've been out here for a long time. Like, do you remember, like, strawberries and cream? Do you remember Rosie from them just kind of, like, grieving a life that they won't return to? we got to talk about um, Aragorn getting knighted. Oh, my hell! And he's finally reunited with Arwen. Yeah. It's like the perfect love story. Mm-hmm. But what does it mean for Arwen? Is now she immortal? Like the 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 necklace shattered, right? So but she's already going to be just by staying on Earth. She's already going to be. Did the anything mean about that necklace? I don't. I think it was just allegorical friendship bracelet, but like my mortality, God chain. Yeah. Like, I'm willing to be mortal for you. I can be mortal for you. (laughs) He has that amazing scene with the hobbits when he's like, you bow to no one. Let's, let's, we'll just try to wrap up all the plots. So, yeah, uh, Mary, Sam, and Pippin and Frodo, they go back to the Shire, and they have horses now, and they have armor, and Frodo has this really beautiful line where he says, how do you pick up the threads of an old life when Mm -hmm. so much has changed? And I think pretty much everyone can identify with that. Like, Mm. when something... Maya had made a comment last night, you lived in France. And Mm. you felt similar when you came back from that experience. I felt the same way, like, when my grandpa died. It's like, when something just really changes you, you're like, how do I brush my teeth the same way? Like, it feels that... Yes. Earth shaking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You understand Bilbo's line in the first movie, I feel like butter being scraped on too much bread. That analogy makes sense to Frodo now. He's like, I get that. Gandalf comes to collect Bilbo to go to the Grey Havens. All the hobbits go as well. And they have this very emotional goodbye to Bilbo. And Gandalf says, what does he say to the hobbits? It's so, I remember one Our friendship comes to an end. Yeah, and not all tears are sad. What did he say? He said not all tears are... Wrong or something. Yeah, like Something about not all tears being wrong or mm-hmm. unhealthy or evil. Yeah. Evil. Mm-hmm. Something about... Not that. all tears, yeah. And um, so they say their goodbyes, and then Frodo decides to go, and that was a shock to all the other hobbits. So. Well, and Gandalf already knew about it. Yeah, oh yeah. Like Gandalf is like... Come on, Frodo. Frodo. Right. And so Frodo had probably been talking about it with Gandalf. Which makes you wonder when. Yeah. He said, I will not say do not weep for not all tears are an evil. Mm-hmm. Can feel like that, though. Yeah. Yeah, especially when it hurts that much. And I think, yeah, Merry and Pippin, it's a very an emotional goodbye. But with Sam... Sam, you almost get this impression he's like, no, are you serious? Like, Like, do not go somewhere I cannot follow. I don't know, it makes me sad. That is where the movie ends. I mean, there are, yeah, three or four endings, but... 
Um, oh. And then Sam's, or Sean Astin's little girl, his real life daughter. You're right. That is the last That's scene. That's his real life real daughter. Life daughter. Yeah. Yeah, that he, she runs out and hugs him and he picks her up. And For every scene you think it's the end, there's like one more. I totally forgot about that yeah. scene. But that kind of goes back to our whole thing about like fame and glory and changing the world. Mm-hmm. And it just goes back to the simple moment of like him going back to his mm-hmm. life. His duplex. His yeah. duplex. <laughs> yeah, but we were, I don't know about you guys listening, but were you bothered by the fact that Sam has a duplex instead of his own house? <laughs> he literally he just, shares a wall with a neighbor. He saved the world and he lives in a duplex. He has the riches <laughs> of Gondor yeah. and lives yeah. in a duplex. Well, think about what the very last scene or cinematic moment of a movie, it really leaves you with the theme of that said movie. So if the movie had ended with Aragorn getting made king, then it would be Aragorn's movie. You know, it would be like, Mm. returning to the throne. If it had ended with the sails going into the Grey Mm -hmm. Havens, then it would be like, peace. Like, work so hard, you know, and then you can just die. It ends where it started, and that's home. My dear Sam... You cannot always be torn in two. You will have to be one and whole for many years. You have so much to enjoy and to be and to do. Your part in the story will go on. Well, I'm back. Melissa, did you like the movies? Do you regret anything? No, I don't regret anything. No regrets. Hell yeah. No Um, regrets. Thanks for doing that with us. Yeah, Mimi. Let's give it up for Mimi. Mimi. film series will be on this podcast but we'll give you a couple of hints coats siblings lamp post he's a beaver